former X Division champion and number 22 on PWP's top 25 of 2022, Mike Bailey here, and you are listening to Pro Wrestling Proverbs with Logan and Anthony. Although this is a uh, pro wrestling podcast, you may be surprised to know that uh, you do watch and do other things. Really? I, I, yeah, I, I, have, I, I have only been watching pro wrestling for five days a week, nonstop, since we started this. Yeah, season. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And I mean, to pull the <laughs> curtain back a little bit, uh, doing that almost burnt us out on the podcast. For those of you. Um, I guess you'd say newer listeners, because at first we tried being the normal, uh, oh, here's Raw results, here's SmackDown results. I had a show we called Indie Impulse, where I went through NWA, TNA, Ring of Honor. Uh, it was dreadful. Yeah, you know, it'd be Having fine. To recap. <laughs> it'd be fine if we were getting paid for it, but we weren't. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. But to just, on our own accord, have to be like, all right, I guess one of us has to watch SmackDown. And this was... Uh, 2018 so i mean it wasn't awful but it also wasn't great no um it was awful but uh another another big thing we like uh we we typically especially right now since it's in the season we spend probably about a good 30 minutes to an hour before recording this talking about the nfl um fantasy league our teams certain players what to expect upcoming years that kind of thing and with Thanksgiving right around the corner, it's actually at time of recording the day of. I figure, you know, a lot of NFL fans love Thanksgiving because you get those special games, that honored tradition. Wrestling fans, it's that honored tradition of Survivor Series and Starcade. So I figure it'd be a perfect time to discuss, you know, some NFL players became professional wrestlers or on the other side of the coin professional wrestlers that maybe spend a <laughs> cup of coffee in the nfl yeah uh, we're not, uh, not 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 gonna talk about like ncaa so sorry Dwayne. uh not gonna talk a whole lot about like the usfl or the canadian football leagues that eliminates like john bradshaw layfield you know i know uh, you know that i noticed real quick when we're kind of we're preparing as, there isn't many, like, XFL WWE crossovers, has there? No. Not you, really. you think there would be. Like... It makes sense. Yeah, you know. Like, same company. That'd make, that'd make too much sense, though. We've said it on here before. If it makes too much sense... Like, why, like, like why, wasn't, why wasn't he hate me, like, at SummerSlam? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I don't know. That just makes um, too much sense, I yeah. guess. You're right. There, you know, there's a big list of players that went on to have WWE careers. Um, you've got, uh, for modern day, I mean, big one that comes to mind, you've got Moose over in Impact TNA. He played for the Indianapolis Colts. Of course, both Ro Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar had to spell with the Vikings. Right. Pat McAfee, you know, our favorite uh, announcer was on the Indianapolis Colts. Of course, former Four Horsemen, 
Monica McMichael was on, um, I'd say undoubtedly, one of the more dominant defenses of all time, the 85 Bears. Van Vader played in a Super Bowl with the Rams. Uh, you got old-timers like Cowboy Bill Watts, Fritz Von Erich, and Vern Gagne, who all, Dick the Bruiser as well, all played in the NFL. Um, a lot of these guys, I know for Vern Gagne for certain, he played for the Chicago Bears, and you figure this was back... Uh, NFL players didn't have big contracts like they do today. And the story goes, he was offered a contract by Papa Bear Hallis, one of the more famous coaches of all time, and he was making more money wrestling. So he stuck with wrestling. <laughs> which which today, that would be crazy. Right. With the, some of the contracts these people get. Like, I'm sure it'd be tough. Well, yeah, even just like the... Uh... Like a practice squad base salary. Yeah. Yeah. I know there was an old joke Daniel Tosh used to do where he said Brett Favre um, did it right, but then he did it wrong. You know, you're a starter for 20-plus years. You make all that bank. Why not be a backup for five more? Make a little bit more bank, and then jump down to third string for a couple years and finally <laughs> end on practice squad. And at that point, you've made all this money. Yeah. This is just, um, it's just that easy for... Yeah, it's just yeah. that easy. Yeah. Far can spend more time uh, figuring out what other uh, scams he could run on poor people during that time. See, he wouldn't need scams <laughs> if he played that long. He's, he probably still would have blown uh, all of his money, Logan. Let's be real here. That's, yeah. We, we better watch what we say before uh, we get a defamation lawsuit. He, he, has, <laughs> he handles out uh, he hands, like, like a, like a he Thanksgiving play. Yeah. Uh, another big name, one of the ones that comes to my mind when it comes to NFL players in wrestling, while Mongo was in WCW, I always thought Kevin Green looked a little bit better. Um, he, he didn't wrestle as long as Mongo because he kept going back to the NFL. He was, of course, a Ram, a Steeler, a Panther, a 49er. Um, he was a linebacker. He actually fought with and against Mongo in WCW. Um... I think if he would have taken wrestling a little more seriously, he might have been considered a lot better than Mongo. But, you know, NFL is his dream. And you also have Monty Brown. You're from here in Michigan. Um, signed with the Patriots in 96. And the rumor is he did that so he could be closer to WWF headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut. Smart. He's all, he also is a Bill. I, uh, I, I also heard that he taught Tom Brady everything he knows. That's just what I heard. <laughs> he, uh, he was a Bill, and he was actually in a Super Bowl for the Bills at Super Bowl 28, which, of course, means he lost. Um, Yikes. Yep. He, uh, he trained with Dan Severn and Sabu, both other Michigan natives. He was the future of TNA. Uh, and he went to WWE, CW, became Marcus Corvan. Um, a lot of people remember him more for his theme music, but I know he left because he wanted to take care of his sick sister. I mean, it's a good reason, but he left a lot on the table. I He's one of those I still wish would come back every so often, but his credit, he has stayed away. Then another local favorite for us, we have Alex Karras. Uh, some of our older fans may know of him. He, he went to four Pro Bowls with the Detroit Lions. Um, 
he actually wrestled between 62 and 64. Uh, he was forced to do this because he admitted to gambling and was suspended <laughs> from the league. <laughs> yeah. uh, he, he spent Him and J-Mo get along. He spent a lot of time fighting guys like Dick the Bruiser, another former NFL player. Here in the Midwest, makes sense because he had the, you know, the fans behind him. And then you've got someone like Brian Pillman. I know his big thing was, you know, being at Miami of Ohio. Uh, apparently while there, he was roommates with John Harbaugh. But he did have some playing time with the Bengals and the Bills. And I know Jim Ross's big thing for Pillman was for uh, for the All-American position for defensive tackle. The only person ahead of Pillman was William Perry. So that's that's why Jim Ross knew that Pillman was such a good defensive tackle. Um, he, he did have a lot of hearts, but small man, especially at that time. But he always did wear those Bengals trunks while in the ring. Then Wins. you've got... Big Bengals fan, and then we've uh, we've mentioned him on the our profiles before. Ernie Ladd, the Big Cat, four AFL All Star teams, AFL All Pro, and he won an AFL championship while playing defensive tackle. He was with the Chargers, Oilers, and Chiefs. Of course, Ernie Ladd, more known for his professional wrestling. Commentator, wrestler, manager, WWE Hall of Famer in 95. Uh, he's always looked at as that two-sport athlete because he made it big for both of them. I touch on him too much here, but Ron Simmons, after his amazing time at Florida State, did play, or he was selected for by the Cleveland Browns. So, I mean, it's still, we talked about this beforehand, it's crazy that someone was top five in Heisman voting, was looked at as this powerhouse and he didn't play in the NFL. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, probably something we're missing here because we weren't alive during the time. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, and of course, uh, everyone's favorite undisputed champion, universal champion, Bill Goldberg. Um, he was a Ram, Falcon, and he was one of the Panthers picks when they first came into the NFL. He was an original Panther. He did not play for them, but still, I mean, there's a little history. One of my favorite NFL wrestling crossovers is Wahoo McDaniel. He was a U.S. heavyweight champion five times. He was a legend all over the squared circle. He was AFL for with the Oilers, Broncos, Jets, Dolphins, and Chargers. Um, the announcer, whenever he'd make a tackle would ask who is that and the crowd would chant wahoo um so even as an nfl star he had the wahoo mcdaniel name and of course probably one of the more famous is of course bronco nagurski former nwa heavyweight champion is a fullback for the chicago bears winning three nfl championships um, looked at as one of the largest running backs of his era is one of the first NFL players to play both football and wrestle at the same time. And I mean, I think winning an NFL championship and an NWA world title speaks to how talented he was at both, especially at a time when you had to be somewhat legitimate to be a heavyweight champion. 
You couldn't just, you know, David Arquette it and walk it off the street. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mentioned Dick the Bruiser earlier. Um, he was a, uh, he was a local star here for wrestling, but he he was unfortunately for Detroit fans a Packers offensive lineman. Um, he was multiple NWA champions, AWA champion. Uh, he he wrestled primarily in the Midwest. He was a household name, especially again to our older listeners. Earn. Then, uh, I mean, yeah, add some others, like I said, your Jim Duggins, your Lex Lugers. They had a couple cough in the NFL, but nothing too huge. I think the people that are better when it comes to crossover appeal are the ones that didn't have too much time in wrestling. Like, I don't know if you uh, paid attention a lot when D'Angelo Williams was in TNA Impact. And he was doing splashes off the top rope on people through tables. No. Or uh, when Impact was in its infancy and Brian Erlacher came into the ring to help fend off some heels. Also, in, in, for Impact, Adam Pacman Jones, a very a controversial figure. Um, I have to thank him again for that uh, that flag that helped the Steelers beat them again to the playoffs a few years ago. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> um, he was actually a TNA tag team champion. Hey. But he never wrestled a match. So he was suspended. And like it's a Pac-Man's had, uh, he's had some issues. He's, you know, and TNA picked him up because at one point he was a he was a Titan, and TNA based out of Nashville, that kind of thing. And I I I've never really been able to find find out. It might be easier than I'm making it sound to find, but I don't know if TNA signed the contracts before realizing he couldn't play for them. Or if he said he could and he couldn't, so he still made appearances. But he appeared on TNA. Uh, poor Ron the Truth Killings was his tag team partner. <laughs> he had to really carry the team. Because like I said, Pac-Man couldn't fight. He actually uh, he confronted Pac-Man Jones at TNA's Hard Justice, and then at No Surrender, uh, here's this for some trivia for you, Anthony. Okay. What two people did Pac-Man Jones and R-Truth beat to win the TNA Tag Championship? Okay, what year? Yeah, give me the year at least, because I... I'm not a... Uh, this would have been around 2007. 2007. Yeah. Is it... I think I should know it. Is it, um... I'm going on a limb. Does it, does it involve a Dudley? No. Oh. No. As I thought you'd ask me because, you know, you're, you're, it's, you're part Dudley. It, and it's Kurt Angle. <laughs> Kurt Angle. Goddamn. So, so, so you're telling happened? me our truth beats Sting and Kurt Angle? Yeah. So what happened <laughs> with this? Uh, Kurt Angle won a match against Samoa Joe where every TNA title was on the line. Heavyweight, tag team, X division... I forget how... I think they were... Sh they, okay. 
The Dudleys fought Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe in a match to where all the titles were on the line. Angle and Joe won, so they were co-tag champions. They couldn't stand each other, so they had a match where every title was on the line again. So Kurt Angle, as a heavyweight, even though Joe was a heavyweight too, was exhibition champion. In one night, he lost the exhibition title to Jay Lethal and the tag team titles in this match because he walked away from Sting, even though Sting offered to help him. Of course, Sting keeps getting turned on. Um, R-Truth beat him. Ron Killings beat him. And this was, let's see, that was September 2007. Okay, they only held it for a month. Um, but Styles and Tomko defeated R-Truth and Pac-Man Jones replacement. Consequences Creed, better known as Xavier Woods. <laughs> uh, because TNA knew they were in a bind. And they'd have the tag titles. I mean, TNA is always known for their tag team, so by having someone just stand up the apron, it looked too good. Pac-Man Jones, it, it was just interesting. Like I said, I, I, I remember watching a tag match of theirs on TNA, and Pac-Man stood there. Didn't have to get. I think he tagged in, but he never actually made contact with anyone. But it hasn't just been TNA and WCW, as mentioned earlier, that's had some NFL stars. Of course, WWE. Uh, you go back to WrestleMania two, and you had that amazing quotes NFL Battle Royal. They should bring that I back. Mean, I want to. I want to see NFL stars today, like competing one. Like get Miles Garrett in there with like a helmet. Ooh. Have him start swinging on people. So Andre the Giant won this, and he last eliminated Bret Hart. Um, <laughs> this match includes Jimbo Covert, who is a former Chicago Bears player. I believe he was on the '85 Bears. Former heavyweight champion and PWP profile Pedro Morales. Um, future Hall of Famer Tony Atlas, former World's Strongest Man, the first man in history to bench over 700 pounds in competition, Ted Arcidi, former Dallas Cowboy Harvey Martin, former tag team champion and inspiration for the Bray Wyatt gimmick Dan Spivey, terrible speech giver Hillbilly Jim, <laughs> the man called Ming, Former heavyweight champion, future Hall of Famer, Iron Sheik. Member of the famed Steel Curtain, Ernie Holmes. These two don't make sense to me with everyone else in it. Brian B. Blair and Jim Brunzel, the Killer Bees. <coughs> Giant, Big John Stud. Or Detroit Lion Atlanta Falcon, Bill Freilich. Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Former San Francisco 49er Russ Francis, former heavyweight champion, and I'm sure at the time regarded as the greatest of all time, Bruno Sammartino, and of course, future Hall of Famer William Refrigerator Perry. You kind of see why the, the Killer Bees don't fit. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. this match was, I, I'm sure they selected strong people, because this was especially at a time when you didn't want to let people know the business was fake. Right. So that's why you've got your Iron Sheiks, 
yeah, your Iron Sheiks, your Big John Studs, your Andres, so that way if the NFL players get a little too rough, a little too rowdy, they can handle themselves. I still don't get the Killer Bees, though. Maybe if someone out there is listening, they get, maybe I don't realize something about Brian Blair and Jim Brunzel. I know they were scrappers in their own right. Um, I've heard of stories of Brian Blair fighting people at bars. Um, but they just don't. They don't really fit the mold of everyone else, I said. But, you know, everyone's got to get on the card. But this Battle Royal, of course, known for William Perry involved in the WWE Hall of Fame because he goofed Big John Studd and offered to shake his hand and pulled him out of the ring. Literally all Perry did. He did not come back after that. He did not do anything before. He did that one thing. And he got inducted to the Hall of Fame at WrestleMania I think 21, which was, even if it was 20, those are like the two star-studded Hall of Fame classes. And he got put in with them. I've never understood it. I remember when he got inducted, I was like, oh, this guy must have done a lot. And I scoured the internet trying to find him wrestling, and there's nothing but that one match. So that's all you need. So that you have just Sometimes just that's an, all you need. It's just that you have such an impact on like the sport, and so you're saying if someone has if an NFL player has a WrestleMania match, they should probably be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, like what, what, what like, about like a main event WrestleMania match? Of course. Well, he's not. Um, Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> well, he deserves of it. Of course, he does. I mean, I think if Perry's in, then. Definitely Lawrence Taylor deserves it. I think McAfee deserves it, too. I I agree. I mean, I, I think people deserve it more than Perry. Uh, WrestleMania 11, I mean, Lawrence Taylor Bigelow, it was a serviceable match. Especially, again, at a time when... So now, um, for those that know, you know, Logan Logan Paul trains every match. He, he runs through it with Shawn Michaels. Um, Bad Bunny gets tips from people. I'm pretty sure back then they didn't train them like they taught them basics they probably sent like pat patterson to a house and was like here's a body slam there's a kick and then again because he's facing bam bam bigelow who's a legitimate badass i mean i can't imagine they taught lawrence taylor all the ins and outs because he even talked about how he was blown up afterward and he didn't realize he needed all the cardio they could they could have told him he could have trained more but uh, it, it's it's a serviceable match on a WrestleMania card that also has Undertaker versus King Kong Bundy and Bret Hart versus Bob Backlund and Owen Hart and Yokozuna versus Billy Gunn <laughs> and Bart Gunn. Great card. Yeah, yeah. Fun fact, in Lawrence Taylor's corner, because Bam Bam Bigelow had those awful million-dollar corporation members, Bundy, DiBiase, Kama Mustafa, IRS, Tatanka, and Nikolai Volkov. Uh, Lawrence Taylor had Giants linebacker Carl Banks, former Saints and 49ers player Ricky Jackson, former horseman member Steve Mongo McMichael, Ked Norton Jr., a former linebacker for the Seahawks. Reggie White. 
But uh, the one again, hometown, Chris Spielman. <gasps> yeah, uh, Spielman. I love Spielman. So now you're gonna, you're gonna have to go back and watch WrestleMania 11 just to see Chris Spielman. <laughs> Fuck, you're right. Yep. Thanks. I, yeah, I know. Um, who else do we have here? I know, I know. Walter Payton actually came out at one point and backed up Razor Ramon and Ben um, Roethlisberger. You know, former Raw GM. That's a Hall of Fame if I ever saw one. But I think the biggest recently NFL player making appearances for the WWE arguably would have to be Gurkowski, right? Helped Mojo win the Battle Royal, won the 24-7 title. Um, he hosted Mania. There's rumors he was going to fight at SummerSlam, but Brady called him out of retirement. Yeah. Well, no, he's still he's got his own action figure. He does? Well, a lot of people yeah, have their own a action WWE figure. Action. Well, a lot of people have Yeah, he's one got a WWE one. one. Not non-wrestlers. I mean, him, Bad Bunny... Dominic, Nicholas, <laughs> Logan Paul. <laughs> hey, Logan Paul's a wrestler. He retired from boxing to do wrestling full-time, Logan. Full-time. Full-time. I don't think he's shown up since then. I mean, Has he? I don't know. I mean, Roman Reigns is full-time, too, I guess, so. <sighs> he's but, but yeah, he's full-time at being part-time. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, there's just been... There's been list on list i didn't think there'd be this many actually when i had the idea i kind of thought it'd be like basketball where you know you had your carmelone your dennis rodmans and a couple raw gms yeah but uh there's a lot of nfl players and i think you know obviously you know your ganyas and all them are in the hall of fame as i mentioned william perry's in the hall of fame I think there's a chance they put Gronk in at one point just for hosting Mania and winning the 24-7 title. And Lawrence Taylor should definitely be in. I think we've mentioned that before on Hall of Fame videos. It's kind of weird that he's not. Um, I mean, he and Snoop Dogg both won matches at WrestleMania. There's another trivia fact for those out there. Just full of them in this... Yeah, there's been a lot of uh, crossover appeal for both the NFL and WWE to, as I said before, Thanksgiving traditions of Americana. Yeah, and it kind of, I guess it can kind of lead us here into uh, our next topic here, which I, I, I have scoured the internet for. And, you know, we've had, <laughs> we've had, you know, wrestlers uh, in the NFL and uh, football players and, WE and TNA, wherever, WCW. Uh, like, where are some, like, comparisons? You know, like, who who is the Tom Brady of the WWE? Have you ever, oh. thought, have you ever thought about that? Has that ever, is that a debate you ever had in your head? You know, <laughs> you I don't think so, but that's a, that's a fun little one to discuss. Well, Adam Rank on NFL.com uh, decided to do this so all the way back in 2014. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, do you know who Adam Rank is, by the way? Yes, yes I do. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chicago Bears slappy, uh, so I was glad to see my hometown Lions uh, beat up his team. 
Because he predicted he predicted the the Bears to beat them, and the Bears to go like yes. win like ten eleven games this year. So right. he always does, and he makes Seth Rollins sad because they 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 do not do well. No, um, and no fault of their own. I, I we've we've uh, kind of agreed that it's some front office issues, but that's for our uh, that's for our future NFL podcast. Yes, yeah, so, so this one will be a little bit more. This the second one's be a little more NFL heavy. Uh, so if you don't, if you, so if you don't know football, um, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so the first one is Tom Brady, uh, and he. And you said 2014. 2014. Oh, do you want Cena? Do you want to take a guess on who, which one it is? It's it's either Cena or Triple H, right? Nope. Chris Jericho. Oh. What? <laughs> uh, this is the. Uh, he has like a little sense. Tom Brady. Well, I'll, see, I'll, I'll, I'll let you see if you can, uh, if he can save himself. He does. He does explain each one. Okay. Uh, there was okay. a time when Jericho was the true underdog story, a guy who rose from seemingly nowhere to become a champion. In fact, he was the first undisputed champion in WWE history. But he's gone a long time since he won a title, and now seems more as an elite guy who's just there to put over the other talent. Sound familiar? To show you how. Monogamous, um, I can be. It. I won't ever make a. Did Jericho tape the Rock and Steve Austin's walkthrough to win the undisputed titles joke? So this is before Tom so Brady much. won again, like later in his career. Yeah. So, which is kind of funny because Jericho ended up winning again at AEW. Yeah. But um. So like, they're even more alike. So he's right. So my issue with this is Brady was a six-round pick, right? By, yep. Before he went to the NFL, yeah, Jericho before he went to WWE was one of the top faces in Mexico. Uh, he led the cruiserweight division in WCW, which helped spike ratings. Like it's not like he was unknown. I'm trying to think if there's a good unknown that just, I mean, in a way, well, Cena. Yeah, you know, John Cena is a much better was, comparison he, here. He was un. He was unknown. He came into the league. Um, he had to take over for those leaving. Face. Yeah, that's a. That's that's not good. Not good. All right. The second one. Not good. Uh. I don't know if you remember Holoti Nada. Uh, guard yeah, for the I Ravens. Do. Yes, he was a big. Uh, he was a. He was a rival to the Steelers. But he was such a good player. I remember uh, at Madden, you have the fantasy drafts where you can build your team you want, stay within the cap room. He was always a good um, nose guard to get, and he didn't cost a lot of money. Uh, they compare him. Do you want to take a guess or no? 2014, Haloti Nada. Yeah. I don't think he's... Are they like gonna compare him to someone like Mark Henry? Oh, you gotta. He, they did. Mark Henry. Uh, okay, if, okay. If, if you know the words to Henry's entrance music, I think of that every time I see Nada play. It would be cool to have Nada yeah. compete in a bench press contest. Uh, shoot, can center your Pro Bowl festivities on this. Oh, don't bother looking it up. Nada did 37 reps on the bench press in the 2006 NFL Combine. <laughs> okay, this one's funny. Uh, the next one is Andy Dalton. Red Rocket in 2014. He'd been in the league like three, no. 
Yeah, about three years, I think. Maybe two to three. 2014. Dolph Ziggler. I think think more of the, the... He's going for more for looks here, I'll say. Oh, Sheamus? Yeah. Redheads, look. Uh... it's It was Red Dalton or Carson Palmer. For the record, uh, if you base Sheamus on good guy, I can't believe people are rooting for. I might have opted for Peyton Manning, but we'll cover the Broncos quarterback. What? <laughs> How can someone boo Peyton Manning? <laughs> I don't what know. is this guy talking about? Uh, okay. I'm sick. <laughs> uh, Rob Rob Gronkowski. Oh, so an asshole. Um, is that the Miz? Uh, think 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 asshole, but meatier, beefier. Beefier asshole. Yeah. May, may may or may not be dumb as fuck. Oh, Ryback, yeah. meaty, got it. Uh, anytime I see Ryback turn that ridiculous, doing that ridiculous shoulder pop and the feed me more thing, I can't help but think of Gronkowski doing this. If you if you saw Gronkowski trying to land a wrestling maneuver on one of his buddies in the middle of a Las Vegas dance floor earlier this year, he can botch a move just like Ryback. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, you'll like this one. I, I don't see the connection here, uh, but Jay Cutler. Right. So 2014. He's a bear at this point. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. He's in. He hit the pictures of is him in a bear's uniform. All right. So I think they've already turned on him at this point. Yeah, that's one of those ones. Him and um, Andy Dalton both. Cutler had Brandon Marshall. Dalton had AJ Green. They both started off so good, and then they just they hit the bed. Um, Jay Cutler. I don't know who they'd compare him to at that point. Who is it? Uh, the Miz. What? Both have roots in reality TV shows. The Miz got his big break when he appeared on the MTV's The Real World. Cutler was a well-publicized right. romance with the Hill star Kristen Cavallari. I don't Stop! Know. Well, neither are cheered by the masses. Well, not recently. Uh, I'm kind of drawn to both of them. Oh, because he's a Bears fan. Yeah. And he probably likes The Miz because The Miz always does like the celebrity fantasy football. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, That's a bad one. Tony Romo. Dallas Cowboys... Booed a lot. Either going to be a Texas connection here. or getting a booed connection. Here, here, here. I'll read you the thing, then you can guess who it is. Okay. Uh, both seem to be poised to be champions, but there's something missing. Probably because both guys are more entertaining through losing than winning. Is that Dolph? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> if you get this one, I'll be, I'll be shocked. Larry Fitzgerald. Okay. Alright, so that's an old guy who has nothing but respect. Are they doing, like, Undertaker? Uh, no. I'll, I'll read it uh, without the guy's name in it, see if you can still get it. This one's, I just don't know this one. Blank is one of the okay. best workers in the WWE, uh, and he makes those he works with look better than he should. Much like Fitzgerald and some of the quarterbacks he had, Blank would be one of the best in the game if he had a better team around him, much like Fitzgerald would be. So this guy's a, this guy at the time is in a uh, a stable. Is it Drew McIntyre? Close. It's Heath Slater. What? 
See, Drew McIntyre probably would have been a little bit better for, like, I'm a three three MB member. Wow, uh, I guess yeah. at the, I guess at the time, maybe I don't know. We we're we we're still pretty young at this time. Maybe people thought that Heath Slater was gonna be the one to break out of that group. I don't know. It, I don't understand. I don't understand. Oh, this one's mean. Blaine Gabbert, <laughs> former oh, no. former Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback, uh, bust. Yeah, yeah. The first of many quarterback busts of the 2010s for the Jaguars. Um, uh, do they describe him as a bust? Uh, all they say is jobbers. That's all. <laughs> that's literally oh, it. And it's, and it's not Heath. <laughs> nope, it's not Heath. Uh, I'll, Ooh, what they say? I'll say it's somebody that's turned their career around recently. Then they're definitely not a jobber anymore. Oh, is it Kofi? Nope, it's a uh, Zach Ryder. Oh, <laughs> Ardona, you got disrespected. Okay, you, you need to call out this Adam Rank. All right, you. I think you can get this one. So remember, this is 2014 Legion of Boom: Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, and Earl Thomas. Two day. Uh, nope, nope, nope. Think of think somebody that uh. Somebody, it's a team. Yeah. Twenty fourteen. A team. Of, the Shield. The Shield. The Hounds of Justice have pretty much ru- run uh, roughshod over the WWE for the past year, similarly to the way the Seahawks defensive backfield did in twenty thirteen. Man, I wouldn't give. For the defensive back center of the stadium and battle fatigues with Sierra Echo Alpha or whatever. What uh what three did they list on the Seahawks? Sherman, Chancellor, and Thomas. I like Thomas and Chancellor. If you if you if you want the direct comparisons, they have Dean Ambrose as Richard Sherman, uh, uh Cam Chancellor as Roman, uh Earl Thomas as Seth. Kind of funny because my favorite Seahawk out of those three would probably be Earl Thomas. My favorite superstar of those three right now is probably Rollins. Uh, uh, I Sherman the most, and I think out of the three, uh, this might be a might be a hot opinion. I dislike Moxley the most out of the three. <laughs> Why? Because he bleeds every time. No, at least he doesn't drink it. But I don't know. I just like what Seth and Roman are doing right now. Oh, here's a here's a throwback for you, uh, okay. Jared Allen. Ah, uh, Chief Viking and Chicago Bear. Uh-huh. Um, His comparison, they say, Blank is one of the top villains in professional wrestling right now. And the newest monster of the midway made himself as one of the league's top heels when he jumped ship for the rival Chicago oh. Bears. And to be honest, I, I love both it. of them. So there's that. I get it. Randy Orton. Bray Wyatt. Oof. Yeah, that that was a big time for Bray. That was before uh, they went away from all this culty stuff and kind of killed the character for the first of many times. Peyton Manning. All right, so he already shit on Peyton, so it's probably someone he doesn't like. But what do they say about him? Um... They kind of give it away. Yeah, you could easily reason Manning and Blank are the top of their respective companies right now, though Manning might not be as polarizing figure in the NFL universe as is in the WWE universe. But Peyton's fanboys uh, are just as feverent, 
because both Manning and fans take it way too seriously when you poke fun at them. And further, both could lose in the Super Bowl and WrestleMania, and the fanboys would still feel the same way. John Cena. Because John Cena. Because not the Undertaker, because an Undertaker loses, people get mad. Luke Keekley. Oh, I liked him. Kukli, Kukli, Keekley is on his way to become the best defensive player in the NFL, but only the smartest of NFL fans would even recognize him. Blank is easily one of the most proficient performers, not named Daniel Bryan, currently on the WWE roster. In 2014? Yeah. Is this before Punk left? Uh, Punk is still here. This is... Is it CM Punk? It is Cesaro. Oh, good for... Wow, good for Cesaro getting a little <laughs> nod there. Getting a little love, we'll take it. Now, I don't know if you remember this guy. Uh, Chris uh, Clue? Minnesota Vikings... If you want to look him up real quick, I'll let you. Name sounds familiar. I think he's. He, I don't know if he, I don't know if he's a punter or a kicker. Oh, yep, yep, yep. He was the punter. Yeah. I'd him. <laughs> I, I don't. Looks like Sting. Well, the reason they picked him because he thinks he looks like another uh, wrestler. Uh, this goes beyond doppelganger looks. Clue is outspoken, and his words have probably kept him from getting back into the NFL. Is that one Punk? <laughs> yep. Uh, punk or Phil Brooks, <laughs> as you might know him now, is in a similar situation with his company. Both are two favorites, and I long for their return. Yeah, no you don't, buddy. Nope. I'm just going to go back in time and tell him. Uh... The Matthews brothers. So Clay Matthews and his brother. I don't know Clay Matthews' brother's name. Uh, played for the Eagles. Is it Jake? Sure. I think it's Jake. I don't know. It's going to be a brothers, obviously. Uh-huh. Are they the Usos? Uh, think of some... Okay, well, think of the Matthews. They also have a, uh, a dad that played... In the NFL. Yeah. Um. Had a dad. I mean, Uso's still work for that. Well. They don't say it. <laughs> it's not their whole personality. <laughs> oh. Odie and Dustin, huh? Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to try to figure out which uh, one is Goldust. It's going to be Clay, right? But in any event, all four of these athletes have legacies that have followed their fathers in their respective professions. Poor boys. <laughs> I do not remember this guy. Uh, Brandon uh, Mabane. He, Brandon Mabane. I, I think he was a defensive tackle for the Seahawks. Uh... Looks like and it was also a charger. Uh, so I'll say this. Yep, he was drafted by the Seahawks, and he played for the Chargers. What uh, what about him? Uh, Mabane was the winner of the NFL AM's annual Dancing with the Starters contest. Uh-huh. 
So that's why they put him with this guy. Brodus Clay. <laughs> no! <laughs> the other guy. The other guy that dances. And Dango. Yep, there you go. I just figured Brodus Clay because they're both fat. And neither of them are memorable. Uh... Tires. He says, and well, do I have to explain this one any further? Because dancing, one of our editors, Tyler, reasoned Pat McAfee would have been a better choice here. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Rivers. Bunch uh, of kids. Can't win the big one. Uh, well, Dolph's already done. Both Blank and Rivers are much better, and I would say at the top of their game. When they're playing the bad guy. They're Triple H. Close. One degree of separation here. Randy Orton. Randy Orton, yep. Philip Rivers is Randy Orton. And they have a bunch of kids, too. <laughs> yeah, well, have you, have you seen Randy's wife? <laughs> uh, Ray Lewis. At The Undertaker. Uh, no. Uh, I just figured the veteran everyone respected. Um, and to talk about um, this person came back for one last title run uh, way past his prime when he did it. The same could be said for Ray Lewis who won a Super Bowl in his final season. What? <laughs> Before even the wrestling comparison, <laughs> saying Ray Lewis was past his prime, all he did was play. Oh fuck! Um, came back for one more title reign. Is that one Triple H? It's The Rock. In 2014, you're still referencing The Rock. Yeah, because uh, WrestleMania 30 hasn't happened yet uh, on this article. Oh. It's like the week before WrestleMania 30. This article came out. Oh. So this is the beginning of 10 years of thinking the rock up here. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here's a, here's a, speaking of a, a hometown boy here. Uh, and Domicon Sue. Oh. Uh, Mark Henry. Both looked apart. One looks like he should, uh, should be the best player in the game. And the other looks like he should be the best in the ring. But in the end, both are huffing around the field flash ring, taking cheap <laughs> shots and drawing the ire of fans everywhere. So I want you to think long and hard about this one. Who is somebody wrestling fans fucking hated uh, at this time, right before WrestleMania 30? They hated. They hated. They said he, he was out. Looks like he should be. Looks like he should be great, but he's out of shape, which I don't believe was accurate. No. I, I know you can get this one. I know you can get it. He looks like... Looks great. Looks like... Big Show does not look... Big Show does not look like he should be the best in the, in the league. I was just thinking because his size. He looks like he should be a... Before 30. So this is a week before. Week before 30. Probably Dave Batista. Yep, and they end it with Sue Tista. Oh. I think I remember reading this article back in the day. 
Because that Sutisa thing sounds so familiar to me. These are awful. Uh, just a couple more here. Roger Goodell. Oh, is that Vince? I mean, it's, that seems easy. Both might catch heat from the fans, but they always smartly do what's best for business. Oh, is that one Triple H? Yep. They can, they, Roger. Finally! <laughs> Triple H is off the board. Oh, uh, here's, here's, uh, I think, I think this is your favorite player of all time. Uh, Troy Palomalu. <laughs> I know you like him. Yeah. I got you that, I got, did I get you that Palomalu shirt? From, uh, wherever? You gave me a, you gave, you gave me the Super Bowl one. I thought it had, like, it was a Palomalu one. Like a Palomalu Super Bowl uh, one. I've got, it, I've got it on my wall. I thought it was just a normal Super Bowl one. Maybe that's why it's turned <laughs> in the back. <laughs> Nothing against the guy, but I mean, Christ, for like five years, he would be hurt for half the year, and then he'd come and make one play. The one he dove over the lineman. The one he got the one-handed pick. The one he dove for the pick. And it would just be shown over and over. And the Steelers were good at this time, so they had more film they could have used. Yeah. So you weren't a fan of him being on the Madden cover? No. <laughs> oh, here, you'll like this one then. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> this, might, this might actually piss you off. <laughs> Um, uh, both performers have lived off their mystique for quite for some time now, but the fans still mark out like no other when either of them appears. Although the Is two now have distinctly different contrasts in hair, they are very similar. <laughs> it is the Undertaker? <laughs> Why would you not do Undertaker Ray Lewis comparison? both veterans they're both respected throughout their respected leagues and i mean ray lewis killed a man and undertaker used to have a teardrop tattoo so ray lewis killed a man and the Undertaker is the dead man so that's true yeah uh two more two more yeah. uh russell wilson uh, kind of fresh face baby. Uh, who? Wilson was a third round draft pick who didn't look the part of an NFL quarterback. Some said he was too small to succeed with the current Giants of the league. Uh, is this one Dana Bryan? Yeah. Bryan has fought through the Man. same stereotypes since he walked in the WWE as a, con- as a contestant of NXT. Despite years of success as an independent wrestler, Wilson, of course, provided the, proved the skeptics wrong with a victory in the Super Bowl. Uh, I forget which Super Bowl that was. 48. Uh, Brian looks to do the that same. The one at WrestleMania 30. Was that the one where they where the interception was thrown? No, it's the one before the that. The Seahawks won. It's the one before that. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. You said he won. Yeah, yeah I remember that because that's our third roommate acted like he was a Seahawks fan because uh, you were a Seahawks fan. So I remember I bandwagon. watched. Bandwagon. I, I, I bandwagon them in the yeah. playoffs. I watched the Super Bowl in my bed. Uh, you watched it on your TV. He watched it on his. And when I saw that the Seahawks lost, I busted out. And I went past you and I went up to him. And I said, fuck the Seahawks. <laughs> and then I walked away. <laughs> well, like, also, that was... I don't want to, you know... I try not to rip on him too much here. Like, on the 
on on the record here. Yeah, in case he listens. But but that was the year, if you remember. Every sports team <laughs> I loved, and he would just watch like, the, like an important game with me, and they'd lose. So like that year, oh, yeah. my like my best friend, he was a senior like, at our high school, and for some reason like the playoff game was like, on TV or like on the radio or something. So I was listening to it. And for some yeah. reason, he was like wanted to watch it with me or listen to it with me, and we fucking lost. <laughs> then the Red Wings made the playoffs that year. He wanted to watch it. We lost. The Pistons got swept. I think the Lions got beat in the wild card that year too, because that was twenty fourteen. That was great. Yeah. So literally every everything I loved that year. Uh, you were so angry. You went into the bathroom and showered after the high school game, and I remember. He- he, he, is he crying? And I go, I mean, he's got friends on that team, so he's probably a little upset. <laughs> it's just he football. <laughs> you want to go get lunch while he's in, or go get food while he's in in the shower? I go, no, that's that's okay, that's okay. <sighs> Fuck him. Uh, how fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I do. I remember that. I remember blowing past you, probably the actual. I mean, you said bandwagon Seahawk fan, but you liked it more than he did. And I made yeah. sure to go right to him and fuck the Seahawks. Uh, last one Charles Woodson. Both are highly Ooh. regarded as superstars who might be past their championship prime, but have stuck around for one more game. The biggest question is, will they ever get a chance to hold the gold once again? They've already eliminated Jericho, which that would have been a good Jericho one. Mm-hmm. They've eliminated Taker, which that could have been a good Taker. Uh, done Cena or Batista. This one better not be Big Show. No, it's not somebody big. It's like, I I assumed this guy's like retired around this time ish i don't remember him doing anything after wrestlemania 30 i don't think he even had a match at 30 i don't think who was it uh christian oh um i think he got hurt right before or right after remember he got hurt um is a battle royal no he i think he was champion gonna be champion let me look it up i know there's a battle royal involved and he had to vacate and i just that's weird i just went to his wikipedia and his career is just aew really yeah like people took off all the wwe stuff like that's in the beginning part uh let's see a scandal what the hell I was gonna gonna figure out I click this alright so I just went to another one and I've got his full I, I don't know what happened I'm confused but anyway he suffered a concussion at That's... Uh, the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, in a qualifying match. And at Elimination Chamber, um, Christian eliminated Sheamus for being eliminated by Daniel Bryan. That's what it was. He won a fatal four-way, um, to, and he was going to challenge Biggie for the Intercontinental Championship. 
And then after that, his concussion made it where he started appearing on pre-shows and he would host the Peep show. And you could tell they wanted him to come back. And then I remember everyone shit their pants because Jerry Lawler mentioned Christian as retired on Raw. And everyone's like, oh. Um, but Christian's one of those that Tony Khan brought to his, you know, brought to his to his toy box. And he, God would be unretired. And I, I'll still stand by what I said in my last scriptures i think christian has been uh the most important signing from wwe to date it's hard to argue it's hard to argue bigger than jericho bigger than edge uh, technically bigger than sting because he went from there to there but yeah uh i mean i guess i don't know if this guy's a christian mark or what <laughs> but hey I mean, sure, I guess. I mean, I guess he was right, because in the long run, he came back, and he won another title with AEW, so. Yeah, just waiting for, uh. multiple. We'll, we'll wait for Woodson to come he back, was, too. Uh, yeah. Because he was an uh, Impact champion, too. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd love for Woodson to come back. He's just one of those that would kind of go out there and play. Both Woodson's, Charles and Rod, they'd go out and play, be quiet, and do their job. Yeah. And like Christian, I guess. So, you know what? That's that's one good comparison. Good for you, Adam Rank. Good for you. Yeah, so that was uh, 22 uh, WWE and NFL comparisons uh, from yeah. Adam Rank NFL, NFL.com. Yeah. What, what a time that was. What a time. You know, uh, that was 2014. But, looking 10, 20, about 37 years before that. <laughs> Jesus. I, I, I don't think there's a um, listener right now that was alive back then, except. Hey! <laughs> Said the Fred's listening. Hey. Yeah. How's it going, Fred? Um, How's work going, Fred? But, but of course, uh, what I'm so subtly hinting at on this Thanksgiving episode, Survivor Series versus Starcade. Um, Starcade, of course was the show for NWA, WCW. Um, you know, it had some of the biggest matches, especially in Ric Flair's career. I'm pretty, he, had, he had to have headlined most of them. He started facing Harley Race. He fought Dusty Rhodes two years. He fought Ron Garvin. He was a part of a round-robin tournament. He did it all. And there's been interesting history. Um, most people know, if they're listening to this, about the WrestleMania history where Vince bought Georgia Championship Wrestling, made it WWF. People hated it being there, hated having that time slot. So then he made the Crockett's buy it back. Um, and the money they gave him pretty much funded WrestleMania. Yeah. So, had the Briscoes not sold 
then there's a chance. I mean, I think that's the best chance of WCW being around today. The the Crockett's holding on to it. Um. Then 80, 87, You know, their third. One, two, three. It's it's going to be Ric Flair versus Ron Garvin. Ron Garvin had just won the NWA title in Detroit, Michigan. Um, the story goes, they wanted a challenger for Flair, but Flair had beaten everyone. There's a couple people he could have faced, but they didn't want Flair to beat them, and they wanted something big to happen, so why not have Flair drop it a little bit before, just win the title back? You know, makes sense. Um, Crockett was hoping 87 would be their year, because you figure WrestleMania 3 had just happened, so they're hoping... Get those numbers up, especially since they just bought the UWF, which was Bill Watts's promotion. So they got the rights to Sting, Rick Steiner, um, TBS, and had more interviews on its shows than Jim Crockett ever had before. And they were starting to offer guaranteed contracts. That's their hoping this Starcade was going to be one of the best they had. Um, but WWF announced it would be adding a second annual pay-per-view. A fall compliment to WrestleMania. None other than the Survivor Series, which would have entirely elimination tag team matches. So, you know, just some, just some fun matches, no title ones. So that way family gathering around Thanksgiving, gathering around Thanksgiving table, they'd have something fun to watch. Uh, this was intentional on Thanksgiving. They could try and block Starcade. Uh, Jim Crockett countered this. They moved Starcade to the late afternoon, early evening. Um, seemed like everyone would win. It was uh, it, it was said that cable companies offered a package deal and they'd make more money. I think that's the craziest part of this. Like these two companies are feuding, and the cable companies shouldn't. They're like, yeah, you, you know, you buy one, you can have the other. I'm surprised cable companies didn't get just trouble for that kind of shit. That like, that would be so dope today. Like, I want it just for the the streaming. Like, yeah, I bought Peacock. Can I get uh that Warner Brothers streaming too, so I can have a W? Well, they kind of do it, but like, it's all the, the Disney one does it. They have Hulu, ESPN, and that's true. Uh, Disney Plus in a bundle. I'm just talking about like, imagine mm -hmm. like. If Survivor Series in like full gear, or like on the same oh, weekend, yeah. like full gear was Sunday, or Survivor Series was Sunday and full gear was Saturday, like I'll pay eighty bucks and watch both of them instead of paying sixty for each. Uh, I guess that's where we're going to pay per view route. Obviously, streaming is different now with Peacock. Uh, what that. I wish is that they'd go back to this. I love elimination matches. Um. You mentioned, or we mentioned on here before, that I used to do the universe modes quite a bit. Yeah. And the one thing I look forward to is I do Survivor Series, and I would take my feuds, and even sometimes I just take teams, and I would have every match be a six-man elimination tag, except the main event, which would be an elimination chamber. And it would take a long time to go through those matches, but it was fun. It was, and, and going back and watching. Especially the early days when people would team up and they'd have the team names, 
um, like the one was the mo- uh, was just the Warriors, and it was Ultimate Warrior, the Road Warriors, and the Modern Day Warrior, Kevin Von Erich, or Carrie Von Eric, excuse me. Um, so it, it was just fun, and even some of them they do now, I think when you think Survivor Series matches, if you eliminate the Elimination Chamber, I mean, in recent time, the better matches have been those multi-man ones. When they did Raw SmackDown versus Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT, uh, when you had the Authority versus Team Cena, there's just even the uh, WWF versus Team WCW and ECW, still a good match. Like there's just something about they managed to find the right people to put on each team. I just I love going back and watching them. I like that there's a playlist on Peacock of the best. Um, elimination men's matches. I kind of like that they've incorporated its history with war games being NWA and then Survivor Series having the elimination, like the teams. I'm a little confused why there's not more tag matches this year. I mean, you've got the war games match, but you also have the LWO stable imploding. Yeah. Well, it seems it seems um, like they're they're Rome... moving from like the elimination match to war games now yeah year, which is fine makes me mad i guess until so, like, but like like i said war games every year now that's what killed it in wcw um but like i said you've got the lwo imploding you've got the bloodline feuding with people you don't have to have roman there since i know roman's not fighting you could have other people like braun breaker or you could have brought in other samoan members trying to think throughout the show you could put new day and another team together like they have the people and they have the teams especially since they have tag team feuds right now but just something they don't do but going back to uh this fight um the wwf refused to let the cable companies ruin their plans and they actually gave an ultimatum if they carry starcade they won't get wrestlemania 4 which, coming off of WrestleMania 3, this was a big threat. Like, this isn't just coming off of WrestleMania 1, which was closed circuit, had some numbers, or WrestleMania 2, which was a little odd since it jumped from, you know, arena to arena. This was after 3. Right. The largest wrestling show. Hulkamania is at its peak. I mean, you don't want to lose that. Especially, you know, the income generated by WrestleMania. And unfortunately for Jim Crockett, almost all of the cable companies agreed. So at this point, the the WWF kind of had Jim Crockett in a stranglehold. Only four cable companies carried Starcade, and three of them were in Jim Crockett's home base, and the other was in San Jose, California. So there's no way Starcade could be a pay-per-view success. It had about 20,000 orders for 3.3% buy rate, and um, it was funny because fans of the Carolinas, which was its home, rejected the show getting moved to Chicago. So, which means a lot of the people there didn't purchase it. And then uh, the matches were iffy. 
It wasn't anything great like that first Survivor series. Um, some people call this the beginning of the end. But I think there's more that went into it. And after this, um, Starcade actually got moved to the week of Christmas. <laughs> smart, smart, smart move there. Yeah, so it went from being that Thanksgiving tradition of Crockett, and they got bullied. So WWF's biggest show got created because they bullied Jim Crockett into paying them for the slot. And Jim Crockett's biggest show got moved because they got bullied by Vince McMahon and his stranglehold on the cable companies. Um, so I just want to put this out there. So when the WWF, or I mean, when WWE makes a, a joke at AEW's expense now, or when Tony Khan is on Twitter calling Triple H and Shawn Michaels bald assholes, uh, yeah, it could it could get a lot worse. Yeah. Ask the Crockets. Not only ask the Crockets, ask the Ganyas. Ask the Turners. This was not uh, this was not uncommon for Vince to do. I figure before going away, we can look at the cards of these competing shows. So, as I said, Survivor Series 87 was the first Survivor Series. Um, in the first match, uh, Brutus Beefcake, Jake Roberts, Jim Duggan, Randy Savage, and Ricky Steamboat with Miss Elizabeth defeated Danny Davis, the referee, Harley Race, Hercules, Honky Tonk Man, and Ron Bass with Bobby Heenan and Jimmy Hart. In the next match, Fabulous Moolah, the Jumping Bomb Angels, Rockin' Robin and Velvet McIntyre defeated Don Marie, no not that one, Donna Christianello, the Glamour Girls, and Sensational Sherry, also managed by Jimmy Hart. So Jimmy Hart 0-2 on the day. Uh, the British Bulldogs, the Killer Bees, the Fabulous Rujos, Strike Force, and the Young Stallions, fuck Paul Roma, defeated the Bolsheviks, Demolition, the Dream Team of Dino Bravo and Greg Valentine, the Hart Foundation, and the Islanders, with Bobby Heenan, Mr. Fuji, Jimmy Hart, Johnny Valiant, and Slick. So literally every bad manager. This was a 10 on 10 tag team, and the night ended. Uh, even though the Babyfaces had won every previous match, Andre the Giant, Butch Reed, King Kong Bundy, One Man Gang, and Rick Rude with Bobby Heenan and Slick defeated Hulk Hogan, Bam Bam Bigelow, Don Morocco, Ken Patera, and Paul Orndorff. So nothing special. You got to see Hogan and Andre again. Um, this is when Savage was becoming a baby face. Uh, the women got promoted, which isn't something that happened at that time. And like I said, nothing, nothing to really uh, shake stick at. It's definitely memorable history-wise, but I think that versus Starcade, I wouldn't have necessarily... I, I think I would have <laughs> picked Starcade, because the first match, you had Eddie Gilbert, Larry Zabisco, and Rick Steiner went to a no contest with Jimmy Garvin, Michael Hayes, and Sting. And you had Dr. Death Steve Williams defeating Barry Windham for the UWF heavyweight title. The Rock and Roll Express defeated the Midnight Express in a Skywalker's match, which is up on the scaffold. This is the one where Jim Cornette famously says Big Bubba, who was Big Boss Man, was supposed to catch him. Uh, and they told him it would happen because Cornette was deathly afraid of heights. Big Bubba had sunglasses on and missed his mark. 
So Cornette landed with both feet on the mat, shattering both ankles. Um, Nikita Koloff, NWA champion, defeated Terry Taylor, UWF ta or TV champion. Art Anderson and Tully Blanchard defeated the Road Warriors. This is one of those head-scratching matches. They they defeated by disqualification. Uh, the Road Warriors were the team that always got screwed by the heels, and fans kind of got tired of it. The American Dream Dusty Rhodes defeated Lex Luger in the cage for the NWA US title. And as I said, Ric Flair defeated Ron Garvin, also in a steel cage for the heavyweight championship. Now, I don't know about you. Sounds like a better card than Survivor Series. Well, you know, you, you like that wrestling, that southern wrestling. <laughs> I'm more of a sports entertainer myself. Okay. So. Yep, I get it. Yeah. Plus, plus, I mean, sports entertainers usually like women's wrestling more, and there is no women's wrestling on the Jim Crockett card. Yeah, because they're sexist. They're sexist southern yeah. pigs. WWF started the women's revolution. They did, single-handedly. Stephanie McMahon came out and started it. Yeah, she so. saw Survivor Series 87 and said, I need more of that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, was, it was inspirational, uh, influential, awe-inspiring. Uh, uh, yeah, um, the real domino effect. Interesting. As Ric Flair and Ron Garvin, the main events of this, I got to meet both of them and pose with their respective big gold titles. Yeah, yeah. So in a way, I was involved. <laughs> you were essentially there. I was essentially there. Yeah. Didn't get that Ric Flair autograph though, but I was essentially <laughs> there. Well, we were at the. Uh, well, this, this was if of, you would have gotten in line quicker, you, you would have been there. Yeah. Uh, this was one of the last Jim Crockett Starcades. Um, and funny enough, the two gentlemen we met was at the last good Starcast. Hey, no. So again, hey, little no. connection there. Wait, isn't that this weekend? Uh, Starcast. Is it? I thought it already happened. Oh yeah, you're right. It was for Chicago. it was all out Chicago. Yeah. I, I thought it was. I was just thinking of Chicago. They went to Survivor Series. Yeah. You didn't hear. You didn't hear how bad it was and how no. they probably won't ever do another one. And oh yeah, because they they uh, partnered with AEW and it was pretty much just AEW people and Rodman. It did not rake in the money like it was supposed to. Allegedly, allegedly, I'm no banker. I don't know. Uh, maybe Conrad had to give up that private jet, but maybe no. that's why Ric Flair went to AEW. <laughs> or, 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 they they should just went to Detroit and so much. They should have went. Yeah, they could have done. They could have done Starcast and combined it with WrestleCon and. Everyone would have won, but instead they decided to be with AEW. They took talent from WrestleCon. Nobody won. Except nope. my brother in that picture where he's given Sting uh, fuck me eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, 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 no other way to put it. No other way to put so it. You're, so you're saying Sting's a pedophile? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. I'm saying my brother gave Sting. 
fuck me eyes. Yeah, but Sting did not give him Sting. Uh, Sting wanted no part of it. Sting did Sting not didn't reciprocate. Want to be there. So Sting's a jerk. Sting. That's what you're saying. He didn't reciprocate the feelings. Sting. So he's a jerk. Sting got there about an hour late, and he left about an hour and a half early. So he <laughs> did the same thing to me when I met him like three years ago, two years ago. Yeah, he, he did not want to be there. He does but, not want to be uh, in Detroit. I don't blame him. I don't blame the only people I blame is Conrad and Starcast. <laughs> and I guess uh, after this little history lesson, we can blame WWF on uh, Starcade's downfall because <laughs> and the, Starcast's the card wasn't downfall. bad. <laughs> yeah. Blame, blame him for I mean, the card, this card wasn't bad. Uh, it just seems they, uh, they got blackballed, which is unfortunate. Uh, but, you know, Vince McMahon does what Vince McMahon does, and that's why Vince McMahon retired, came back, essentially had to retire again. Now he's just the... He, he's like the minor villain because he talks to the Saudi people. He's the middleman. But, uh, you know... Nothing wrong with that. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. What did the Saudis you ever know, do? I'm sure, what did uh, the Saudis ever do besides 9-11? I bet you can't name one single thing. I don't think you can say that. But, uh... <laughs> sure, I can. But, um... I'm sure the Saudis are thankful for Vince McMahon for bringing over um, some great wrestling, some great crown jewel... Just like um, we are thankful that we do not have to recap every show and pay per view. Is that what you're thankful for? But I was, I was going to ask you. I, will, I was going to ask you what you're thankful for as we wrap up here. Um, I will say I'm also thankful that I think I predicted ending a Survivor Series. So if people don't want to waste their time with it, um, baby faces are going to win because if you haven't noticed, Cody wants to be Dusty real bad, <laughs> so he's going to start the match and. The heels are going to have the advantage because they won on Raw. Um, Cody's going to blade. He's going to bleed. Um, Babyface is a win. Orton will probably get the pin so he can be Mr. Survivor Series. And then somehow, I haven't figured this part out yet, Seth Rollins is going to get laid out. Whether it's Randy Orton laying him out and saying, I want that title. Or, you know, Randy Orton fighting Jey Uso. Because I don't know if you saw Jey Uso an Instagram post of the bloodline and said when things you or when th things were good. Yeah. You've been away from them for two like three months. You can't go back. But you know, say something happens, Seth Rollins gets laid out, and then, you know, the announcers go, wait a minute, what's happening? And Priest is getting in the ring. Rhea Ripley puts a ref in there. The rest of Judgment Day gets in. They lock the cage behind him again. Priest wins. And then the next night, Rhea Ripley comes out, and, oh, we may have lost the war, but we won the Survivor Series, and then every member of Judgment Day, except dumbass JD, will hold up a title. Oh, except, yeah, because McIntyre is not an official member yet. So Priest will have two, Balor will have one, Dirty Dom will have one, Rhea will still have hers, because there's no way she's losing to fucking Stark. And yeah, that's how uh, that's how it'll be. And Priest will probably hold it till I don't know, Rumble, and then they can have a real champion. Yeah. So now your Saturday night's freed up. Now you don't have to watch that fake wrestling shit. You can go do whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can be in another turkey coma. 
Uh, you can get some more shopping done because, you know, Black Friday doesn't really matter anymore because the is, deals is are Black, all online. And... Black Friday week. Yeah, exactly. $1. Go on a Saturday. Or just don't go. Fuck them. Or don't go. Don't just don't go. I mean, that's coming that's coming from someone who uh, works for one of these retail establishments. Unfortunately. Just don't go. Yeah, dude, we don't even want to see you there. Like, I'd rather have an empty store You're than a probably ugly. store. Most of them are. I'll be honest. I'm not saying I'm a loser myself. Most of them could use that PWP deodorant. <laughs> and she'd start selling them at, at the store. We'll start bringing them in, start handing yeah. them out. What? At, a, at the store? You mean our Etsy store? <laughs> that We do it at that store, too. Yeah, uh, I mean... What a good stocking stuffer would a PWP shot glass be? Or, I mean, if you want to do more than a stocking stuffer, we got t-shirts, we got a nice bomber jacket, um, we got some stickers you can put in the stocking, or on someone's brand new Yeti cup for Christmas. Uh, we've got some pins. You can get the Logan Scripture book, which, you know, I had one, and... I can't find it. You already I, lost it. <laughs> I already <laughs> lost it. Oh my god! Um, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll find it. I'm gonna have to find it for the upcoming tenth Logan Scripture. But we've had ten of them. Um, people, you know, people that I talk to that listen to the podcast seem to like them. Seem to like the ideas. Nobody. Uh, I've tried sending and tagging certain wrestlers that are involved to see if maybe we get a little thumbs up or a little acknowledgement. Like, oh, it's pretty cool. Even if they don't listen to it, nothing yet. Um, don't worry. We'll keep trying. Happen. We'll keep trying. But uh, I do also know with it becoming the end of the year, that means our top 25. Oh, shit, you're right. It's almost December. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, and uh, on the on some of the more recent podcasts, you've heard him talk about it. I mean, our top twenty-five is a big deal. Speedball Mike Bailey was number uh, twenty-two. Twenty-two on the PWP top twenty-five of twenty twenty-two. It was a mouthful, but he said it. Thanks again, Mike. Um, will be one. Will be left off the list. It, it, it's fun watching the comparisons from previous years. Seeing who gets left off and who just skyrockets to the top. And, I mean, who doesn't feel honored when they're in our top 25? I would. I think it's the most prestigious list. It's better than the PWI. And it's accurate. Because, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't pull any punches. I think Plus, we're, I mean, we're some fair people retweet it. I think so. And um, besides that, I mean, we have that upcoming Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth podcast. We also have some other ideas for the future. And, you know, we're like you said, we're already almost in December, which once December's over, here comes January. January's over here. Here comes February. You know what started in February of this year? <laughs> A PWP Express. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the, the World Cup that we started. <laughs> oh, no, I was talking about how we went to the Great Lakes Comic Con in February of this year. So, I mean, there's a chance February of this year we'll have something. You'll have to check our socials and 
you know, if you see us and you want to stop us and take a picture, go for it. Uh, but yeah, we also eventually we have to figure out that uh, live stream for the World Cup so we can finish it up. It started off strong. We were doing good, and uh, it was a lot. Not only for Anthony to edit, but for us to sit and watch. Because after a while, the AI just kind of does the same moves. Yeah. And it's and we don't have that uh, we don't have that Jim Ross Sassafras mindset to make a uh, small move seem important or to like pornography and not realize people can see it. <laughs> not yet, anyway. Uh, we're, we're, I think we're, couple, we're a couple years away from that one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's a lot on the horizon. Like I said, pay attention to our socials. If uh, you're listening and you're not following us on any of our platforms, I mean, especially YouTube. Our YouTube, we... Uh, might seem like a small number, but we're at 114 subscribers, and I, I know, last year, we were maybe in the 20s, 30s, like 15. Yeah, we we've gained a lot, so, uh, you know, always got new stuff going on there. I've got some new profiles in the works, and you know, if, if you're on our Facebook, because only our Facebook um, followers have this and get to see it. I do post those magazine memories articles and the Detroit stories every so often. So everywhere you are, there's something different for you. Not just a one-stop shop. We don't just repost the same things on every social like some of those other podcasts. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but I guess uh, before we go, you mentioned it earlier. Uh, Anthony, what are you thankful for? I'm thankful for Hulkamania, brother. <laughs> you know what? I am also thankful for Hulkamania. Thank you, dude. Have a happy Thanksgiving, brother. Beats <laughs> out, brother. Andre was 800 pounds when I slammed him, brother. Yo, Hulkamaniacs, it's Thanksgiving night, and this is the happiest time of year for all the maniacs, brother. You know, me and all my little hulksters, we got a lot of things to be thankful for. Number one, we're thankful for being happy and very healthy. We're thankful for having time to share with our loved ones. We're also thankful that Hulkamania is still the strongest force in the universe. And after the turkey's done, after the blessings are all done, I can tell you what the hulksters mostly happy about. It's Survivor Series time and I'm thankful for my team of Hulkamaniacs. I'm thankful because I'm rich and you're not. <laughs> I'm thankful for having Damien and the DDT. You know what we're thankful for? We don't have to fight each other. Oh yeah, I am thankful that I am the only man worthy of being the macho king. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm thankful for the privilege of living right here in the good old U.S. of A. Tough guy. I'm thankful I've got the big earthquake on my side. <laughs> what I'm thankful for for Thanksgiving for my polka dot. I'm thankful for the justice I serve. I'm thankful for wrestling, cutting, and strutting. I'm thankful for my good looks. I'm thankful for having the most ravishing body in the WWF. I'm thankful because I ate Ricky Rude. 
I am thankful for being the world's smartest man. I'm thankful for being absolutely perfect. Yeah, we're thankful for having sunny stuffing in our turkey tonight! I'm thankful for spending Thanksgiving with all the members of the Heenan family. Thanks is given every day, but especially this day, as the Warriors give me the intention to deliver the pair at Survivor Series. It is going to be a war!